Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Three in the Key podcast. We are here from the Inner Sanctum. We are here to talk about all things basketball, not just Australia. We're going to be talking a little bit about the NBA as well. I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Alex and Jordan. Introduce yourself, boys. Thanks for having me, John. Anytime, mate. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm, well, he gives me like basketball. I play, I play basketball since under 10s. I still play socialing. I coach on the weekends, a domestic team, and I like watching and writing about hoops. Perfect, perfect, man. That's what we love to hear. Alex? Uh, very similar uh, to, to JJ, as he mentioned. Um, I played uh, since I was a young age and unfortunately had my MBA a career ripped away by some unfortunate knee reconstructions. Yes, but we all uh, did. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I um, have coached at a, a reasonably high level in, in this state and um, I'm a big basketball both stats nerd and, and I love the game. So uh, that's pretty much my, my story. Perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I live and breathe basketball, especially the NBA. But this new look NBL, I mean, it's growing every single season. You know, the NBL is just going from strength to strength. And I don't think I've ever been this excited for a season. It's just all the players coming in, especially with everything happening with COVID. I think the NBL has done a fantastic job to keep it up and going and getting these big names in. It's it's really, it's, it's just phenomenal stuff for Australian basketball coming off the uh, Olympic success. And then you get people like Josh Giddy, LaMelo Ball coming out of the NBL. It's, it's a really exciting time for Australian basketball. So we thought it was the perfect time to start the podcast. And we're going to be looking to do these once a week. We will have an official day in where we will get them once a week. But yeah, that's us. Now let's get on to the previews. Obviously, we have the 2021-22 NBL season coming up on us in two days. And we all wrote a, a preview here and there. Um, personally, I'm a Sydney Kings fan. Um, I know, JJ, you are a Melbourne United fan. If, 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 uh, South East Melbourne. Ah, yep. Sorry, wrong one there. And Alex is a Jack Jumpers fan, right? Hey, man, mate. All the way. <laughs> Debut season. So why don't we start with the new boys? Alex, why don't you tell us about your local team? Well, I've got to keep it concise because I feel like I could talk about this team for hours. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, it's been a really good job from from the organisation to, to bring in an inaugural team. Um, they definitely haven't gone down the path of, um, of trying to bring in huge names. They've, they've sort of built it from the ground up with, with solid role players, which I personally love. Um, guys obviously like Steindl, Bairstow, um, working through the roster there. Realistically, um, I think it's it would be more than optimistic to say that this team makes the finals, and I don't think that they will. Um, but with the the imports with um, Majet, Adams, and McIntosh together, obviously with Will Magnay, which is the big sort of factor in this team, whether he can get back to what he was, I think that they can definitely be competitive, certainly at home. Um, having spent a fair bit of time in that arena, it's pretty loud. Um, people in Tasmania are really passionate to have basketball back in the state. But ultimately, I think when it really, the season comes down to it on the road um, and obviously with, without that energy, I think they'll struggle a little bit, even though I think Scott Rock is, is a great coach and, and it's already implemented some great systems there. But ultimately, I think it'll, they'll fall up short this season of, of the finals there. Jeez, for a, for a Jack Jumpers fan, you're very conservative. Like, 
I don't know how you kept your bias in there. Like, like you'll see in, in a sec when we get to the Kings, like I'm just all in on the Kings <laughs> hype. Like we're going all the way, but credit to you. I, I don't think I'd ever be able to do that to say my team's not going to make the finals. So, um, well, I'm, I'm blown away by that, honestly. Well done. Well done. Let's, uh, let's get straight into it then. The Sydney Kings, I wrote a preview on the Inner Sanctum about this. I'm in love with this team. They're, some of the players we've brought in. So obviously you start off with uh, Chase Buford, the head, the former head coach of the Wisconsin Herd, which is the Milwaukee Bucks J League affiliate. He's just come off an NBA championship season with the Milwaukee Bucks. That quality to bring that kind of championship caliber to Sydney, I think it's just phenomenal. Obviously, we lost Casper Ware Jr. He's a huge loss, but we brought in Jalen Adams, who was the starting point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks J League team. So we've got a nice little connection there with uh, Buford and Adams, but also we brought in former Boston Celtic and first round pick RJ Hunter. Now, this man can shoot the lights out. He is the definition of three, and that is it. He is everything that I aspire to be as a three-point shooter like no defense no dribbles nothing just get threes up and that's your job I love it we've also got uh Makur Maker I think I butchered the first name there but we've got both the makers now in our team and yeah like last season just missed out on the finals absolutely choked towards the end so hopefully with the uh the new addition of um Adams and Chase Buford RJ Hunter Maker I've got really, really high expectations for the Kings. I think there's a good chance we could go all the way. And I say we because I'm an incredibly biased Sydney Kings fan. I think that's a really good shout. I mean, having watched the, the Kings, um, obviously not live, but just through um, video review this season, you can already see that Buford's offensive system is sort of definitely, he's up there with with Gorge in terms of, of, of the actual technical coaching ability. And that's really exciting when you put talented guys like as you mentioned Adams and Hunter in that system I'm excited to see where it goes yeah definitely um and you know one thing it just shows how much the NBL is growing as well that someone is taking is stepping down from a G League job to come into the NBL to coach like it just shows how far the NBL has gone but let's get over to JJ he's 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 bugging in his seat he wants to talk Tell us, Sue, what yes. team do you want to talk about first, JJ? We'll be talking about my team, the Phoenix, the South East Melbourne Phoenix, who unfortunately last season ag- fell agonizingly short from reaching their first grand final appearance in game three, being 10 points up against United. But this this season, I'm, I'm happy I'm happy with the, um, the additions that we've made. We've added Joe Chi from, from the CBA, who previously, but he's previously has NBA experience with the Houston Rockets. And in, the, in their G League, where he spent most of the time. But I like it. We've added size, something that we lacked last season, especially with Yanni Wetzel at the five. Um, we also brought in Xavier Munford as our point guard to replace Kiva Sykes. I like oh, That's also a very good move, our imports. That, uh, Munford's 6-3 frame gives us the ability to play him as a combo guard, which means more space more space to space the floor out with Lydon, Adnan, Liafa, and especially Brokoff, who I think is set for a massive, massive season, especially being fit and fit, being physically and mentally fit. As last season, he came in, didn't play basketball for a year, and he, he didn't live up to expectations, or maybe we had high expectations because we know how good he is. But with the offseason he had, I'm expecting big things from Ryan Brokoff. 
Yeah, that's a good shout. And Zhao Key, I, I, I still don't know how to pronounce his name, but wow, I, I love him because on, I think, NBA 2K19, he had the most overpowered my team card, but he's a good player. He's, he's tall. He can, he can step out to the three if he really wants. And I think he's going to have a really good uh, comeback season and, and make a shout for an NBA return. So I think, yeah, I think all three of our teams are in for a really good season. So let's get on to the teams that we don't want to have a good season. Uh, Alex, what team do you want to talk about next? Uh, this is a te- this is a bit of a spoiler coming up, but I am big on Adelaide this year. I think that they are really interesting team. Uh, I think they're made up of lots of different, really interesting components. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how uh, CJ puts all of that together for them. And you know, in his first real coaching role that he's that he's had in the NBL in, in terms of head coach. So there's lots of moving parts here. I think. Like if you just put all of those players on paper, that they definitely um, should be pushing for finals contention. Um, and then obviously you've added my man McCarran to the mix, who I just think he's the absolute best glue guy that we've got in the league at the moment, and you know absolutely deserved being all NBL second team last year. I think he's only going to get better if that's if that's possible. So I'm really big on them. Um, I'm big on, I want to see how King goes. I'm a big fan of Deck. I think Sunday Deck was one guy where, when I watched him live in the preseason, I was super impressed by his IQ, which isn't something that always comes through uh, through the TV or through the internet when you're watching it because you don't get the whole view. But I think his, his shot-making ability and his ability to spread the floor is, is going to be big for that second unit. Slash if he starts, depends on, on what Britain does there. But they're really super interesting and they could be super dangerous heading into the year as well. Yeah, yeah, Adelaide are just that, that team. They're always there or thereabouts. They always have a consistent squad. So, yeah, team definitely to watch out for. Um, I want to talk about uh, my local rival team, the Illawarra Hawks. Now, the Hawks are an interesting case because prior to Lamelo Ball going there, no one really gave a shit about the Hawks. Like, no one really cared. It was the, the lowest market team. They had a small arena, everything. And then Lamelo Ball comes and, you know, he, well, he leaves and they finished third last year. So what's that saying about Lamelo? Um, well, last year, finishing third, massive, massive accomplishment. Big turnaround for the Hawks. Um, Tyler Harvey, MVP runner-up, absolutely phenomenal. He's back again this year. And then you add Antonius Cleveland, you got Dwop Reef back. You got Harry Frolling. I mean, I'm scared, honestly, as a Kings fan. I think the Hawks are just up there. And obviously, they got a phenomenal coach as well. And like just the Hawks, they're, they're really scary. I don't want to talk too much about them because I'm a Kings fan. But yeah, I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> I'm a little bit scared of the Hawks. I think I think Reef is going to be everything for them. Like if he, if he can be consistently one of the best big guys in the league, like he probably should be, then they're going to be really hard to beat. I think they're the favourite. Yeah, I love Dwop O'Clock. Uh, I'll never forget that nickname that uh, Boga gave to him during the Olympics. It's Dwop O'Clock. So it's, it's going to be Dwop O'Clock uh, in the gong for sure. Uh, let's get back to JJ. JJ, talk us through your next team. Well, we'll go up north from Illawarra. We'll get to, the, we'll get to Brisbane, to the Bullets. I My expectations for the Bullets this season are... Uh, I don't know because they have the roster to be to be to do well, but it's just they every year that they've been since they've returned, the small things have you know have never, haven't gone their way. Last year they were they started off 
really well with Nathan Savory going from a, a star to a superstar and being an MVP candidate to then losing Vic Claw and then capitulating. So, so if they can put everything together, especially with the fit in firing Lamar Patterson, I think they should be one of the teams looking to make a statement in the top four, especially with new their new head coach, James Duncan, who wants to make an impact on the defensive end because he knows his team can score, but he, as, as he is identified and we've all identified as fans, they can't defend to save their life. So if they can stop someone in front of them, they should do well this season. I think what's, what's interesting with them is uh, that Duncan was actually played a bit of preseason with Sobey and Kidi on the court at once, which is something that they could not do last year because they were so bad defensively. Um, so I, I think realistically, like, it, they've, they've got lots of pieces. I like a lot of their pieces. Like, I like Dermich a lot. I love being Tasmanian. I've got to like Tanner Krebs. I think that those guys can all contribute. But it, like you said, JJ, it's just got to come down to defense. Like, they've got to actually be able to stop someone to be relevant. Absolutely. I think they're, one of their new imports, Robert Franks, he'll be a very big piece for them. He, they can play him as, they'll play him as a power forward, but if they want to go small, they can use him as that small ball center and they'll, he'll, they'll be able to defend as we'll see, as, that, as, as we've seen in the, in the blitz. Yeah, hundred percent. And Sobi as well came off a pretty impressive Olympic campaign himself. Like he kind of just got thrusted in there in the knockout stages, and he did an absolute job. So um, I don't always want to go back to the Olympics, but it's it's got to be some because it was a while ago. But it's got to be some sort of confidence booster for them for sure. Uh, let's go back to Alex. Alex, you want to talk us through Cairns? I believe that's your last team. Yeah, boys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this <laughs> is suck. looking pretty dire. <laughs> um, they, then, yeah, look, they don't look good. Um, I mean, the Jack Jumpers, just, you know, just speaking purely from that point of view, sort of pretty handily beaten both times with some sort of minutes restrictions in there for some of the big guys. So um, having a look live, I think um, Machado is one that I really hope can improve on last year. He, he definitely left a little bit to be desired last year, especially in terms of his shooting. Um, particularly with him, obviously, coming into the NBL, I mean, shooting sort of in the US, it wasn't great uh, from the outside. And, and his first couple of years here, he actually showed some really good touch. But now it's starting to go downhill. And I'm just wondering what the actual mean for him is, um, whether you know we're starting to see the real Scott Machado's outside shot or, or you know, when he's just hit a bit of a patch. So I'm really hoping that he can step it up. Um, Zimmerman's kind of a throwback player for me. He's a really interesting import um, that he loves back to the basket. He's tougher than he looks too. Like he really, he can really bang down there. And I was pretty impressed with that because he does not look like he can bang. Um, and he's, he's got some real toughness and a bit of a determination there that I'm really interested in. And then you've got Nate Dwyer, like how, how effective can he be on the court? Because, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm a big Jock Perry fan. I'm all about, this is a Jock Perry sort of stand account, my Twitter, but um, he dealt with Jawai pretty handily and that should not really be happening. It's going to be on big Nate to sort of step in and, and make sure he's a leader on this team for them to improve that all. Um, but Adam Ford's got a big job in his hands. Um, but, you know, having a look at what they were running in the preseason, I've got some faith that, that he can sort of ride a bit of a ship there. 
Yeah, it's 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 not looking good for the Taipans, honestly. Um, uh, a bit of a shout out to a close uh, family friend of mine, Fabian Krislovic. Um, he he left, and I feel like that's the franchise right there. He's <laughs> he, he oh, no. franchise player gone. Yeah, franchise player gone. Um, yeah, no, he he's a big loss. Um, but yeah, no, that. Yeah, it's tough. He, really. he better be loving life, by the way, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's from, he's, he's from my area. It's it's pretty tough to beat out here, southwest Sydney, you know, very safe and uh, loving area out here. So I'm, I'm assuming he's Hayden Tasmania at the moment. Uh, let's let's go back because I know JJ's got two more teams. So we'll go JJ, we'll go back to me, and then we'll finish off with JJ. So talk us through one of your last two teams, please. So we'll go with another team who's added a new coach this year, and that's the Perth Wildcats. The Perth Wildcats didn't meet their coach for the Blitz until two days or a couple of days before their first game. So that was interesting. And that was definitely shown in their first game in the Blitz, only scoring 56 points. But I feel with the additions of Vic Law and and Matt Hodgson as a centre, who who will, he should be good as long as he stays, stays injury-free and stays out of foul trouble. Matt Hodgson is known for his being in foul trouble. And uh, with only Majuk Majuk coming back from injury, they don't have the depth for him to be injured or in, in foul trouble. So it'd be interesting to watch Matt Hodgson. But I can't really take much from the Blitz for the, the Wildcats because it was there. It was there, you know, they're just acclimatizing to Scott Morrison's new system, having moving away from the flex system from Trevor Gleason. So yes, it's difficult to get a read on, but it's going to be a rough start for the Wildcats with no Mitch Norton. He's out for the first five weeks with a knee injury and then adding on to no Todd Blanchfield. So it's going to be Vic Law and Bryce Cotton to carry the, the load until Todd Blanchfield gets back. But out of all people in the NBL, if you had to pick one person to carry your team, it would probably be Bryce Cotton, right? He is just an absolute superstar. So I think Perth should be safe, if we're being honest. Um, let's get on to our friends across the ditch in New Zealand with the New Zealand Breakers. Now, now, now. They had a very, very interesting offseason. Signing um, with Ty, Ty Webster, sorry. And then mere weeks later, he's just said, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm out of here. So that was an absolutely huge loss to them. But... They've brought in a you know NBA quality player in Jeremiah Martin and Usman Diang. He looks freakishly good at six foot nine. He can put the ball on the deck. He can get a shot up. And importantly for an 18-year-old, he's a decent defender as well, which I feel like a lot of the draft prospects that come here, they struggle with the defense because it's such a physical league. You're playing against grown men. And like I, I said it again, I said it once and I'll say it again. It just shows how much the NBL is going up in the world rankings that someone ranked 14th on ESPN's draft rankings for 2022 saying, I'm coming down to Australia. I want to play like Lamella. I want to play like RJ Hampton, Josh Giddy. I think it's a really good sign. They also added Yannick Wetzel. Uh, look, last season, obviously with COVID, they were a bit disrupted and they'll play the first 12 games here in Australia, I believe. And then if or Omri, Omri Khan, whatever this new buddy variant is, stays calm, they'll be able to go back to New Zealand and then they'll play 16 of uh, 14 of the last 16 games there. So look, I don't have high hopes for the start of the season for the breakers. I really hope uh, Diang can do well and get a, become another lottery pick from the NBL, 
But yeah, I don't really have high expectations for the breakers, if I'm being honest. So much of, of what they do is just going to come down to, as you mentioned, like how they deal with COVID protocol. I actually really like their roster. I liked Siva when he was in the NBA a lot. Um, and Finn Delaney is, is obviously, you know, the next one, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so much of it is just going to come down to how they manage to actually deal with, with the first 12 rounds of the season. And if they can get through that, okay, they, they could be a smoking. Absolutely. And let's go back to JJ. Round it out for us, mate. Well, the last team is the NBL 21 champion champions, and that's Melbourne United. Melbourne United, I think, have had the most interesting offseason. They've lost Jack Landau, who's gone to the NBA. They've lost Mitch McCarron to the, the 36s. And then they lost the, they didn't re-sign Scotty Hobson as an import. But they did bring in probably one of the one of the most important and probably biggest off signings in the offseason, and that's Deli, Matthew Delavadova. They also brought in a, ne- a next star, Ariel Huckporty. And their one and only import on this roster is Caleb Agata, which I don't know about you guys, really concerns me that they only have one import in compare and you look at everyone else's roster they've got two they got the they filled their quota so i i don't know you can't count out the united team led by dean vickerman because their defensive prowess but i just feel they're gonna let they're gonna let themselves down offensively and put a lot of pressure on chris golding and that hurts especially now that we learned this today that He'll be, he'll be missing their season opener. It'll be a game-time decision for the throwdown on December 12th. So, yeah, they're, they're gonna, I don't know how they're going to score, and that really worries me about this team. Yeah, but with a backcourt of Golding and Delhi, can you really go wrong? Like, that is just an absolutely phenomenal. You're going to get buckets going everywhere. And to your point of not having, a, you know, their, their international spots filled up, I feel like it could be a little bit of a positive because you've got a lot of local people and, you know, they've all got this chemistry, you know, they, they all know each other. So it could be a downside because you do lose a lot of talent from the international pool. But I think their, their chemistry and, you know, their squad morale could be boosted as a result. I, I just to add to that, I would be shocked if they finish the season with one import as well. Like I think, particularly if things start rough with Golding missing a few games, and if they get to the halfway point and it's not looking that good, that spot's getting filled. 100%. Absolutely, I can I completely see that as well. I direct to your point, Dom. I agree with the one point, especially when they have Jack White returning from his Achilles injury. There hasn't been a timetable for his return yet but i have heard there might be some time around christmas don't guarantee that but be on the watch out so united in the bin i'm more than happy to uh go to that assumption so let's get on to our next topic we're going to try and predict the top four in the nbl now should we go we'll go from fourth we'll go everyone's fourth place team which is the team i'm struggling with the most I still, I actually don't have a team written in there right now because I'm tossing up between so many teams. I'm going to go for a smoky. Give me the Jack Jumpers in fourth. (laughs) Absolute smoky. I know, I know I'm probably going to look back at this at the the end of the season and go, geez, the Jack Jumpers only won three games. What was I thinking? But I love a storyline. Give me the Jack Jumpers in fourth. I'm turning into Stephen A. Smith here. 
You are either going to look like the biggest moron or the absolute genius of the season. I'll just delete this episode. No one will have to know. <laughs> so who are your fourth, fourth place teams, Alex? Uh, I thought I was going for a smoky, uh, but I I've got Adelaide. I think I know it's preseason and every year we say, oh, you know, it's preseason, it's preseason, it's preseason. But I mean, they just look so much better. Um, and it starts on the defensive side of the ball for them. Um, I think that they're a real chance and they're going to cause a lot of teams a lot of problems. I think McCarron is the key. They've got, as I said, lots of pieces. And I think that they're, they're really dangerous this year. So uh, that's what I'm going with in fourth. In fourth, I've got the Perth Wildcats. So they might not be top two. They've been top two previously, but I just got them... I couldn't leave them out, so I've got them in fourth. That's four. I couldn't. I don't know where else to put them, but I believe Scott Morrison, Bryce Cotton, and Vic Law helped me secure that fourth spot. That is where my third spot goes to the Wildcats. Like you said, I wanted to leave them out. I desperately wanted to leave them out, but um, yeah, I think they'll finish third. I think Cotton's just shown too many seasons before. He's just way too reliable, and he'll carry them through. So I've got the Wildcats in third. I also have the Wildcats in third, sorry, just to be generic. But as you guys mentioned, I won't crap on about it too much. But I'll just add another point. I think Luke Travers is showing already this preseason. I mean, his preseason is so good. He went from unranked to the top 100 in the draft rankings today. So um, he's in for a big year. And I think he just adds so much versatility to this team. In third, I've got the Sydney Kings. As Dom said in his, pre in his preview, they got some very good talent under Chase Buford. They're going to be running that high-octane offense, pulling out from probably three-quarter court as Adam, Jalen Adams would like to do. But I've got the Sydney Kings in third. I like that. And that is, for the second time, my second-place team, the Sydney Kings. Uh, I love the Kings, yeah. I, don't, I, I can't say much more about them. I really wanted to go first, but I thought I'll keep it a little bit more conservative. So... That's my second place team, the Sydney Kings. Going all the way. I have in second place, I'm just going to place on South East Melbourne Phoenix. I think that they are absolutely versatile enough to be there. I think that Mitch Creek is, it's hard to say he's underrated or undervalued, but I do feel like he is. I think now that he's not going to have to play minutes at centre, he's going to be even better. Um, and I, I think that they're, they're versatile enough to get there. So that's fine. Like Alex, I do have South East Melbourne Phoenix in second. Like you said, I think they've learned, they've learned and they've felt the heartbreak from last, last year. I think they can probably go one step better. And I, as a fan, I hope they do. And I hope Joji has a very good season. I don't want to say my first place. You guys, you guys go first. Though. Because I just realised... I messed up big time putting the Jack Jumpers in fourth because there's a lot of good teams that are going to be fun oh, yeah. So I'm sticking to my guns. Jack Jumpers, my boy Fabian Krislovic, he's going, he's, he's going for an MVP season. Alex, who <laughs> is your first place team for the regular season? Uh, Illawarra for mine. I think you just can't go past Gorge. Um, and the team that they've amassed, how they played last year coming into this year, I, I think that they're going to be just really, really difficult to stop. Um, the the Reef, 
I like the look of Jessup a lot as well. He looks really good. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to be really hard to stop for mine. And if I'll tell you what, if Harry Froling doesn't have a – well, getting into predictions, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but if Harry Froling shows half of the improvement as his brother did last year, there's no chance for anyone else. Listen, I put the Jack Jumpers in fourth. You make a bold prediction as well. We're going to be the top-rated podcast in Australia. Just say it. Say say your bold prediction. It's, it's coming later. It's coming later. Okay. 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 JJ. All righty. To finish the top four predictions, I've got, again, i got the Illawarra Hawks. As I said, Gorgon, great coach. And then they got the fight, starting for Antonius Cleveland, Tyler Harvey, Sam Froling. And then you got Justin and Jessup. Do it, Reith. There's too much talent on this roster not to finish first and make it at least to the grand final. It should be a, I'm predicting this now. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix grand final. Phoenix grand final versus the Hawks. I'm calling it now. I know the season hasn't started, but I'm calling it. Yep. So we're all in agreement. I, I really didn't want to say the Hawks just because they're the local rivals. But yeah, what, what's more to be said about the Hawks? Um, geez, like imagine Lamelo in this team. Jesus, that would be one of the best teams in NBL history. But yeah, the Hawks, I think they're going to go really strong. And I pray that it's going to be a Kings-Hawks finals. So let's quickly get to our bottom two. Uh, Alex, get us started with your bottom two. Uh, I think the first one is going to be for all of us, but it's Cairns. I think Cairns will be the bottom two. Um, do you want me to do both now? Yeah, yeah. Smack them out. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, and I think the Jack Jumpers. Guys, don't hate me, Tasmania. I'm sorry. I'll put my hand up. I'm sorry. I think at home, there'll be a really good side. I think it's on the road where they won't have the energy. The hustle sort of drops off a little bit naturally and they'll struggle on the road. My my fourth place team in second place. JJ, who's your bottom two? I have the same as Alex, bottom two. I feel Cairns Tyvins, you know, we've talked about them. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to score. And then the Jack Jumpers. I've put the Jack Jumpers bottom two, but I think they'll be a very competitive second last. Is that right? <laughs> I think they're very competitive, even though they're second last, very competitive. They're going to be a very competitive top four team. You heard it here first. Um, Yeah, I'm going Cairns. Cairns will be bottom. They're just like, yeah, Scott, Scott Machado, yeah, he, he definitely needs to carry a lot of weight for them not to finish last. And I think I'm going to have to put the Breakers uh, second last. They do have a bit of talent, um, but... Uh, with Jang as well, I feel like he could struggle a little bit just to adapt to the physicality of it all. But yeah, so that's our bottom two sides. Good to see that we're all in agreement somewhat. And let's go to our NBA champions. Uh, NBA, what am I talking about? NBL champions. Obviously, the Sydney Kings. They're going to win it all. And I'm like I said, I'm praying for a Hawks-Kings final series. I can go back and forth from Wollongong to Sydney. That'll be great. Kings champions. That's my prediction. What do you think? Hawks for me. I just, yeah, like we've been over it. I won't half on Hawks, 110%. And then I've got the Phoenix. Oh, okay. We've got a different champion. I like it. I hope, I hope we're, at least one of us has to be right. We've got like a 40% chance of being right. So that'll wrap up our MBO. Oh, no. Do we, do we have some more? We have some awards to give out, don't we? Sorry. My bad. Do you just want to go through your awards? Yeah, well, I suppose we better run through them quickly. Yeah. Um, I'll just go down my list. I think uh, Cotton, this is a boring pick, but Cotton will be MVP this season. Yeah. Um, I think his, yeah. his offensive his offensive talent is is just too much. Um, most improved, I'm going to go Travis. I think that that is, again, a boring pick because I think he's going to um, absolutely smash it. Um, 
coach of the year, I'm going to go Gorge. It's hard for anyone else to be coach of the year when you win it all, in my opinion. And defensive player of the year, this is going to be a bit of a controversial one, but I'm going to go McCarran. I think he, he brings so much to that position as a combo guard, um, and he's only going to get better as the season goes on. JJ, walk us through your awards. Uh, quickly, I got MVPs Bryce Cotton. Otherwise, not boring answer. I got Mitch Creek. That's if the Phoenix finished top two. I think Creek so will come close to sewing that up. Most improved, I got Yanni Wetzel. I think he'll have a big season over at, at, back at home. Uh, defensive player, I've got Taji McCall from the Taipans, even though they'll probably be one of the teams that will be under the pump the most defensively. And then coach of the year, I've got Simon Mitchell. Okay, that's not bad. Um, yeah, I'm similar to Alex. I've got Travis's uh, most improved. My MVP, I'm going to go Tyler Harvey because, like, uh, the best player, you've, you've obviously got to have, um, you know, the best team, best player, MVP. That's just normally how it works. Otherwise, I think Jalen Adams could really push for that, all bias aside. And I also think Chase Buford could push for coach of the year, but Gorge just seems to be too good. And most, uh, I said most improved uh, MVP. And then coach of the year, yeah, Gorge as well. So that's our predictions for the NBL. Let's get quickly to our NBA segment. We've got a little bit of news to talk about, so we're going to try and do this at the end of every show. Let's start off first with the Phoenix Suns on a 17-game win streak. They started the season 1-3, and three, and they have just absolutely blitzed the NBA. They took out the Nets the other day. They took out Golden State today. They are looking like serious contenders to go back to the finals and potentially win it all. Yeah, they, they really look like the real deal. I mean, you, you sort of thought, well, I personally thought that last year, they were good, but they weren't finals good. But did they looked that good this year. Just looking at their game against Golden State today, their defense is what is the most impressive part of that. Just hustle, scrapping, clawing, all stuff that, that really hungry teams do. And they could have, like, I mean, look at the Hawks. Like, the Hawks have just completely dropped off. The Suns have done the exact opposite of that. They look hungrier than they did last year. Um, and it's really impressive. What a, what a start for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. The Suns, Suns look good. Yeah, they look absolutely phenomenal. Um, one bit of interesting news that I woke up to, I think, Tuesday morning was Kemba Walker is just completely out of the New York Knicks rotation and they are now looking to trade him. I've seen a lot of Knicks fans float around a Campbell Walker, Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, and a couple picks for Ben Simmons. I don't know how much I like that. Um, we'll get to Ben Simmons in a sec, but Kemba, yeah, he's, he's gone. He's, he's out of New York, and it, it could be the it could be the end for Kemba. He could be out of an NBA contract very soon, much like Isaiah Thomas, just because of his lack of defense. It's it's absolutely peak Nick. So to to be known really for your defense, and that's what gets you the playoffs, and then sign a backcourt of Kemba Walker and Evan <laughs> Fournier. Like, what did you expect? It's yeah, just unbelievable. But I mean, uh, he might not get another opportunity. So I, I hope that he does. Um, I think that that deal would be really interesting. In no way does Billy do that, but we'll get on to that. Yeah, I agree. It ha- I saw the same thing that happened. Blake Griffin says so that those yeah, two, yeah. from where they've, from what we've known from them, to them to fall off so quick. It's just mind-blowing. But I guess in a league, you know, so populated with players that can, you know, they can fill that role, you know, time has has its end. So, you know, we move. Yeah, I hope it doesn't fizzle out for Kemba. But we've got two and a half minutes left. Let's talk Ben Simmons. Since it's our introduction podcast, 
I think Ben Simmons is having an absolute sook. I understand that Philly aren't treating this the best, but he is, I want to say he's one of the biggest embarrassments in Australian sport right now. He's on like wow. he's on like Nick Curios having a tantrum like right now. <laughs> Look, I, I, we've sort of uh, sort of jawed about this very briefly, but uh, I will concede that Ben has not handled this particularly well at all. Just calling Ben like I knew him, Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's handled it particularly well at all. Like, there's no doubt about that. But for Philly to to make him a scapegoat in the off season, then you know, completely trash his trade value, try and trade him, not get what they wanted for an asset that they've downgraded, and then ask him to sort of full 180 um, and and come back. I mean, that's honestly trash. That is really, really bad from them. And although his conduct's been bad, theirs has arguably been worse, in my opinion. Yeah, like Alex, I think both parties have been mishandled, so... I, I don't I can't really comment because I don't really know that, that that much, but I think this has been mishandled by both parties and you know Ben should play and move on. Yeah, Ben, look, I can understand why Ben doesn't want to play. He had fans burn in his jersey, chanted some very inappropriate things at the end of the playoffs there. Ben didn't play well at all. Ben's got a lot to work on in his game. Yeah, best mates, Ben. Um Simmons, he he's just not doing himself any favors when he rocked up to training with a phone in his pocket. And yeah, look, I think I, it's a hundred percent. It has to move on. Philly are asking for way too much though. Like I think you just have to get, like take your losses, get some valuable uh, maybe picks and some good role players. Like, you know, you could do the New York trade. You could try and get some players from Houston because, or Detroit get Jeremy Grant. So yeah, it's, it'll be very interesting. I hope I hope he finds a new home because Simmons is an electric player and he does make Australian basketball look good when he's playing. But that's going to wrap up our time here. Thank you for joining us on the first ever edition of this podcast. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, with some good news about our teams. Hopefully the Jack Jumpers are at the top of the, the leaderboard by the end of the week. Thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs>